Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. Like this and talking with your mic when you turn your head towards okay, me. Okay, right now we are even and we are in a good spot recording level that should come out perfect for the broadcast. Okay, then for, shut your mouth. No, but ask everybody how you sound and everyone's leave gonna, it. Everyone's he said gonna, leave it right there. Everyone's gonna say you're low. No, Josh says leave it what right does there. Josh know. You know what? Oh my god. You know Oh, this hour cannot go fast enough today. <laughs> Lord have mercy on my soul. Somebody save me. Okay. So I'm angry. Blah, blah, blah. Intro. Blah, blah, blah. MarcyDavala.com. Blah, blah, blah. You fucked up at the DMV. That's how this is going to go. No, we don't know that information. So shut up. No, We don't even have to discuss it right now because you have no idea. You have no proof. You have nothing to go on. Here's all I know is you said you non-opt the truck years ago and they said it was non-opt and now they say there's a $1,700 charge on a non-opt vehicle for four years even if we paid the registration left it didn't even put it on non-opt just paid the registration every year it wouldn't have been $1,400 I have no idea or $1,700 I can't answer this question there's no question I don't have anything in my hand to prove otherwise there's no question I'm just saying that there's a bill now and I'm angry that's all I'm saying okay great all you're doing is trying to say, well, we don't know who to blame yet. That's all you're saying. So that's fine. I'm not going to work my blood pressure up just because of this. I have no idea. It's a DMV. It's California. It's, Welcome to it. It's a DMV bill. How could you not get worked up? How could you just How could you just say, well, you know, isn't until we know who to blame, who cares who's you know to blame? I do want to blame you because it's been sitting up on blocks for, I don't know, 10 years. No, it has not. Five. You, you've only non-opted for four. The kid bought it a year ago from me. So maybe, what, two years it's been up on blocks. Two years too long. This is not... Just, this is the fee you have to pay oh, for oh, it to be parked what? in my driveway. You oh, here we go. That's here right. Here it is. Ding, ding. Here you know, it comes. You know what? You're right. Um, that totally makes sense. The DMV $1,700 up on blocks charge. Uh-huh. Clearly, if you leave a car up on blocks, there's a DMV charge. You know what? I'm glad you tied that together so nicely. Now that you've explained it to me, this is my fault for having it on blocks. DMV knew that. And they gave me the $1,700 having your truck, on, truck up on blocks fee. It's the wife fee for putting it in the driveway. Do you, do you realize how ridiculous you sound when you talk about stuff like this? Oh, I love it. I'm angry because there's a charge that now I'm going to have to get under. And you know, the DMV, they're, they're famous for listening to reason. Of course they are. So this is going to go really well. All it's going to come down to is, I'm gonna, I, I will bet right now, somehow you messed this up. I don't know how, but I'm sure you did it. Everyone's going to go, Dad, please pay the $1,700. That's how that's going to go. And then I'm not saying please. Every, I'm not paying it. I'm not, I'm just telling you right now. The reason we non-opt is we wouldn't have to pay this stuff. 
Now, I don't know if you're supposed to pay every year. I mean, once you non-op it, is there a non-op fee? I have no fee idea. Every year, is that like a $40 fee or something? Don't I don't know. know. Whatever it is, I know, I'm pretty sure you're responsible and the kid's going to have to pay for this. I'm not paying. He's not paying for something that he didn't, he, he couldn't even drive when this happened. Okay. What? So who's, who, it's not my fault either. Yes, I it is because we owned it during this time. I told you to non-op it so we wouldn't And I have, did non-op it. Then, it's been non-opped. You, you did You're under wrong. the assumption that you know the answer to all this. I have no idea what these fees are. I have no clue. That's where I'm heading. I'm stopping right there. I have no idea. You can place blame when that piece of paper shows up. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're even in this mess is because she answered you know, the what, phone during our setup. We didn't even know about this when we sat down to record the podcast. This is something that did just happened because Welcome we, to life. Yeah. Uh, could you just start the goddamn podcast? I'm sorry, what was that? Start the podcast. Welcome to the KGXT Gen X Talks podcast, broadcasting from the KGXT studios, 200 feet below occupied California. Sponsored this week by MarcyZavala.com. Your life is a moment away from being pain-free. <laughs> wow. You done? You good? You happy? That was pathetic. Well, that's the mood I'm in. I'm going to tit slap you from over here. <laughs> now wait a minute. Does that mean you're gonna slap my tit, or you're gonna, I'm gonna slap, slap me? Slap yours like I did in the truck. You're gonna slap me with your tit. Like from I did here. in the truck. You made you left a red mark on me when you when you did that. You slapped me out of nowhere. Yes, I did. Right on my right breast, and it was sensitive. <laughs> Why is it okay for you guys to touch our breast, but when we go to touch yours, you guys just go ballistic? Because it's weird. Well, you know what? It's weird for us too. No, it's not. That's an area that oh, your bathing suit up. covers, so it's it's desirable. If you girl, I promise you, if you girls had walked around from five years old till now with no top on, we wouldn't even care. It'd be like normal. But you you hide those things from us, and then we <laughs> oh, want them. Oh, okay. You get it now? No, but okay. All right, whatever. Well, there's your intro. God, seventeen hundred dollars. Let I can't it get, go. Let it go. <laughs> I'm drinking. I don't care. Remember who's holding the money. That's my money. Where is it? I don't know. You, you took have it. no idea. <laughs> I have the money. You took the envelope and took it. I don't know. You probably, if I had to guess, it was in your office somewhere. Mm, we won't know, will we? <laughs> yeah, we will. Because as Kid, soon as it's come see me as soon as you get home. <laughs> no, I want the goddamn. I want my envelope back. Kid, come see. Mom's got the money. Bullshit. Yeah. All and right. So, I what are even, we talking about today? I don't know. I'm so off my game right now. First of all, we were half an hour late. You know. You know what I was doing? Wait, wait, wait. I came out here. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. We're supposed to be live. You were late too. Don't this act morning's like you been weird. Late. This morning's been kind of weird. It has been. Well, it started off that you woke me up. You're like, are you taking me to get my blood work done? And I'm like, oh shit, yes. So we. Yeah, because. Dr. Z puts us on a time frame to Dr. get our McDreamy, blood. Dr. McDreamy, I know. He's like, you will. He's, this is where his inner German comes out. Inner you German? will get the, get the blood work done by 8.30. And no when matter you say, what. Well, why, why does it have to be 8.30? He jumps back. We ask the questions. <laughs> we ask the questions around here, not you. That's his uh, Dr. McDreamy's inner German. So we did. We got you there by 8.30. We did. You had a little trouble, though. You felt bad while you were there. Because that lady in front oh, of you. Oh, I felt so sorry. Because you know what? We're going to be there someday. I'm we starting will. to think like that now. Isn't that weird? When you're in your 20s, you're like, old. 
Never, yeah, not never gonna got happen. Good not worried about but it. But this little old lady that was in front of me, she was. You have to go log into a little system, a computer screen, to say that you're there. Yeah. And she got so nervous, and she was trying to ask the lady at the desk to help her. And the lady, she was not rude, but she said she wasn't going to help her because she had so many other people yeah, there and stuff. I get it. So I told her she was very nervous, and we were telling her it's okay. It prompts you and everything. And I said I'll help you because I was right behind her. I said I'll help you if you need help. I'll be right here. So I helped her through it. It was like three questions but she was she was very well, nervous still, but you, old people get confused yeah you know? so i'm hoping you know when i'm that age somebody younger than me would help but it reminded me of my mom and i remember when my mom got older it was everything technology wise was getting a little tough well and so when i i dropped you off right at the front door and then i went out to this big parking lot to park i kind of told you part of the story and yeah. i was saving it for the podcast but so i go out there to park and it's not a it's not a super gigantic parking lot, but it's a decent size. <laughs> the parking spots are really tiny. And they're really small. And they're, yeah. it's all it's it's an old school hospital parking lot. So it's curved. There's yeah, it's big weird. trees and grass. It's all the, the rows aren't straight. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of curved and it's it looks really nice, but it's very crowded. Right. So I see this lady going across the parking lot and I'm kind of I'm kind of doing the the shark stealth thing. I'm sneaking around <laughs> trying to catch up to her and I see now she's coming at me down this row and I wait and she goes to, and she sees me and she goes to this uh, spot and she gets in so I put on my turn signal. I'm sitting there. Now there's nobody around but me. As soon as she pulls out, I'm getting her spot. Right. No big deal. Now, she took a long time. And warming up her car. And in my head, I'm going, oh, my God, start the fucking car and drive out. But what if she what if she was pulling a, like an all-night shift? What if her car was really cold from sitting for eight hours because right. she worked? So I thought, all right, I'll be, be patient here, which, you know, is one of my virtues. Oh, yeah. So it's like number one. Yeah. And, uh, and so she starts to pull out, but she pulls out and backs away from me. And now she's coming at me. Yeah. So I have to wait for her to go by before I can get in the parking spot. And some asshole whips in. I hate when that happens. I've been there for like 11 minutes. And this fucker, so he gets out. He kind of smirks at me. I fucking rolled down the window and I flipped him off like, <laughs> you motherfucker. And uh, he that just, make you feel better? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So he walks inside. So I start hunting for another spot. I'm driving around. And you're pissed. I'm angry. Just so happens, I come back around after like a couple times, and a person leaves right next to where this guy parked. Uh oh! So, man, I pulled in, and I pulled right up against his door, where there's no way he can oh get in his driver's God. door. Okay. Now I knew you're going to be there for a little bit, and I didn't know what this guy was doing. If he went to visit somebody or something, he's going to be in there for hours, and it won't matter. But I was praying that this guy would come out. And sure enough, before you call me, this fucker comes walking across the parking lot. He went in to do something. He was done. He was coming out. And I'm sitting there. My passenger door is is almost touching his paint. <laughs> so he looks at the situation. There's no way he could even reach down and, with his key to open the door, let alone get in. And he sees me sitting. I got the truck running, man. I'm truck idling. <laughs> I got my music going. He can see me sitting in there. And he knows it's me being a dick. Well, what are the chances that a parking slot would open up right next to what this asshole did? So he goes over to his passenger door. The problem is on his passenger door, he had parked so close he couldn't get in. That was on him. He, he had just parked a little bit farther that way. So now he's sitting there, 
and he's stewing. He doesn't know what to do. He can he can walk up to me and talk to me if he wants to, but he's sure having a hard time doing it. Anyway, so I guess it seemed like an hour went by, but I bet it was just like two minutes. Uh-huh. Guy comes up and taps on my glass, and I rolled down the window and said, can I help you? He goes, you're parked too close to my car. I said, oh, yeah. I did that because you were an asshole and took my parking spot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, I'm glad I missed this. So I said, uh, I said, it feels kind of bad now, doesn't it? You, the whole situation is flip-flopped, you know, shoe on the other foot on all. And he looks at me, and I'm just smiling, going, this is what happens when you're a dick. He goes, well, will you move? I said, no, I don't feel like it. Oh, I said, my gosh. wife will be out in a few minutes. So he goes to get security or somebody. I could tell he's going to, he's stomping off because now he's just, but he knows, now he knows that he's been a dick. He knows that he wasn't nice to people. He was a smirky asshole and it came back to bite him in the ass. And when he finally got up to the window, he didn't want a big guy like me getting out of the fucking truck and having words with him because he already knew I had an attitude. Well, they never came back with security because you called and we drove off. But that was, that's how my morning started was with you waking me up. Slapping me on my tip, making <laughs> making a red mark on my on my breast, which Aww. it stung. Aww. You had no big, the last two times we've been in the car, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, yesterday <laughs> we had to drive oh, do some stuff. That's right. We you had to do being, errands. She was so obnoxious, I pulled over. I pulled over I was the, hangry. I don't care. You were being an ass. <laughs> I pulled over and I, I pulled over on the side of the road. She goes, What are you doing? I go, I am you are about one second away from being a pedestrian. And I told you, well, you said, I'd be happy to do it. You said, fine, I'll just walk home. I said, then get the fuck out because this, <laughs> we can't keep going on like this with you being an asshole all the time we're driving. You just poking me and poking me and saying now shit. Now you know what it feels like. I don't do that to you. I am nothing but wonderful and kind to you. Uh, it's true. You, I'm wonderful. Just ask me. I'll be more than happy I'm to tell you. I'm not. No, you're not wonderful. I know that. You are not. Oh, God. That, you so, big freaking baby. You slapped me. You baby. Anyway. Guy, so, I don't know if that guy, you know, wanted you to get out of the truck this morning or something. He, he might have hit you and that might have stung. I, was would, pre- I would have been prepared to scrap I don't know, with that, that guy. Have been, that no, might have been too much. No. there's When you're getting ready, your adrenaline gets going, your skin gets tight, you knuckle up. Now when you're riding with your wife in the truck and she bitch slaps you from the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes. You're pissing me I need off. To keep your reactions oh up. Oh my god! So then I thought, okay, there's my parking lot incident. You went and did your thing with your blood work. And oh, blood work! Somebody thought I was like getting tested for leukemia or nothing. No. Uh, somebody texted me this morning. It's not leukemia. It was just a normal blood test, hormone level thing. So well, don't. Yeah, but you know what? Speaking of that, don't um, panic. <laughs> Marcy Zavala and Dr. McDreamy, this is a blood test for him. And yes. We, we got her in, Damon. We got her in by <laughs> 830, buddy. Um, that's, your stuff is changing for the better. Yes. The only side effect you've really had is just that headache thing, but they corrected that. Yeah, we're working on it. It got better. Um, yeah. We we probably have to go another month for it to go through that cycle again to right. see if the changes actually worked. But yes, um, we're working on it. I mean, so the pain I'm kind level, of the guinea pig just of the group. Go back two things. I'm going to ask you about pain level, and I'm going to ask you about hormones. Okay. Overall, now that you've been in Marcy Zavala's program for six months now, how much better is your pain the way you see it? Oh, a ton better. I mean, a ton better. I can function and can move around and I can, I'm sleeping sort of. I've had a, a few rough nights, but I'm adjusting some things 
personally with that. Yeah, you know? the diet. You, when you get off the diet, you, no, can't, it's not just that. you can't wake it's, up and be mad at her if you eat something you're not supposed to. Yeah, but it's not that kind of pain. It's just that I'm, and it has everything to do with hormones. I didn't realize your hormones really mess with what everything. What do hormones have to do with pain? With with getting up in the middle of the night. I'm not oh. getting up because I'm in pain in the middle of the night. Oh. I'm up because all of a sudden my body wants to go, hey, it, you're up. I get this. Go. I get this thing of adrenaline or like um, energy and I just toss and turn in bed and finally go, forget it. I'll just go do something. Right. It has nothing. I'm not in pain in the middle of the night. No more pain. Okay. I got you. It's just that my body's just not sleeping through the night so we're fixing all that that's part of the hormone thing do hormones f- affect so much in do your me body a favor when you're tossing and turning at night and you can't sleep and there's all kinds of personal issues going on could you kind of keep it down i'm trying to sleep here i'm you trying to en- i'm trying to enjoy my night and, shut up and you just keep tossing and turning oh my gosh know, you know? what about you as you're moving around and everything you're waking me up well, t- I'm a big guy. The no whole, shit. The whole top floor of our house knows when I toss into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could be downstairs and go, oh, yeah, he's moving. Yeah, you wake up the whole house. Well, that's good. So there's the plug. I'm telling you guys, marcyzavala.com, if you have pain in your life, you're just one click away from feeling better, but you won't do it. You'll just wait till the next week's podcast, and you'll you'll listen <laughs> then. You go, you know, I really should go to Marcy Zavala. It really works. Yeah, let me do a woman plug. So she just started Thrive. I think it's called Thrive Behind Beyond 35. So what? Thri- that's the name of her new program Program. that she's doing and it's thrive beyond 35 i believe after 35 a woman's hormones start declining this is what i'm learning from her program and we're never taught that i mean she even said that like when gen x was younger that was not something you spoke to your mom about there was nothing you mom didn't have information you didn't have information but she's got marcyzavala.com has information that a woman's hormones start declining after 35 and there's things you can do to correct it so anybody listening and it's not too late like I'm 55 and we're correcting it now but in in the process of as you age it's going to help with osteoporosis it's going to help with you know all kinds of stuff as long as we keep this under check so this is a new thing for especially Gen X you know well, to figure well, it out I did not know that so women yeah hit up marcyzavala.com chicks man chicks I know so how are you doing on your diet because I got a I got a message from Dr. Z haven't heard from the big guy lately what does he think I'm hiding from I'm not hiding yes, from yes you are no okay I have had a series of complications that have caused me issues although you did text him about that I did yeah okay, I've had yeah. some gut pain for about four days I, you know I was I gotta tell you you and I it was almost it was almost hospital time. Yeah, again, like it won't, was that like when we were back, like Christmas time last just, year? Or something? Yeah, but it was a well, two years ago, two, two Christmases years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, two Christmases ago. I was in such pain, you took me to the hospital. Right. You took me to ER, and but that had been after four days of me hardly any sleep, sweating, sitting yeah. at my desk, doubled over in pain. After day four, I said, "Okay, I can't do this anymore." Right. That was two Christmases. Two ago. Christmases ago, so a year and five months or whatever. Anyway. So this other gut pain, it's a little bit different. It was a different type of gut pain starts with me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking killing me. And it would come on. And the first 30 minutes it would come on, I I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Give me a bullet. I can't do this. The next 30 minutes was just unbearable. But you, you knew you weren't going to die. Then after the first hour, you had another 10 hours 
of uncomfortable. This this is uncomfortable. I can't sleep. I can't walk. I can't sit. But it was, I guess you would call it tolerable. And so we go through all the stuff, and I finally called uh, Doc, and I said, hey, man, I'm not sure how to describe this. I gave him the whole thing. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? And so he it was like, uh, it. The, the, the only way to describe it to you guys is deep up in my intestines, uh, below my stomach, but in my intestine, it felt like you pulled a muscle, not a hernia. It felt like you pulled a muscle and there was no position to be comfortable. You couldn't sit, you couldn't lay down, you couldn't stand, nothing worked. You know, and I'm, I'm chewing pain pills like they're candy, nothing helped. And when I finally called Doc and said, here's exactly what's going on, here's exactly how it's happening, he's like, yeah, it's, he, I forget the name, but he goes, I know what it is, you'll be fine. I'm like, what? He goes, it just goes away. And he knew, and I'm like, God damn it. So sure enough, um, I was want to say day five of this uh, started to go away. And the reason I think he knew that it wasn't, uh, remember, it was it was a timed event. Like I had a half an hour of this pain, a half an hour of that pain, 10 more hours of this pain. But then guess what? After that was over, I had 12 hours of feeling normal. Yeah. I had 12, half my day, 12 hours out of a 24-hour day. I'm feeling fine. Right. No pain, no problem, no nothing. And then it would start all over again. And so I think, and, you know, Dr. McDreamy didn't spell it out for me. He probably could have said, look, if it was something gnawing away at you, if it was a disease or something, you'd be hurting all the time. There wouldn't be a timed event here. You know, if you, you had some internal bleeding or rupture, it would hurt all the time. Oh, yeah, you know. Wouldn't come and go. So... I listened to him. I kept, you know, taking the meds I was supposed to, and just, and then over time, it went away. So, right now, where I'm at is the the, the is almost gone. I can feel it. It's uncomfortable, but so what? Nothing like what it was. That's but good. So bad that one night, I thought you. I, we both looked at each other like it's almost time to go. Yeah. Did you? Um. Do you think? Did you change something in the diet or anything? Do you think? I don't remember. I can't remember. Either. I just know that that hit me. And uh, and right before that, I had four days where I hurt really bad with my hips and my knees. So I had like four or five days where I could hardly walk, which meant I couldn't do my laps. Then I had trouble with this gut pain where I didn't want to move. And then now I'm just coming out of it where I'm getting a couple laps or equivalent because we've been running a lot of errands. Yes. So I count that in towns like, well, that was probably two laps or something because I do a lot of walking. So overall, yeah, I'm doing much better on my part of the program with the weight loss, with the exercise, and now I'm coming around. In fact, today, I remember waking up this morning and kind of, you know, as we're getting ready to take you for your blood work, I'm walking around going, okay, I'm feeling better. I'm like, I feel juice, like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I've got some motivation. I don't feel depressed. Did, I don't feel humdrum. Did you hear me last night when I said you had changed your shirt and I said that your tummy was flatter? Yeah, you did. I remember that. Because I noticed, and I want to say this to you, like, I remember months ago when you take your shirt off your belly was like hard as a rock yeah it was like it was solid and looked just uncomfortable yeah and um this time no it's looser and it's yeah. flatter it I don't looks feel like bloated and like yes. I'm pushed all the time yeah there's yeah there's, there's definite def there's improvement yeah. there's stuff going the right direction you absolutely know, when you join marcyzavala.com and <laughs> and and dr mcdreamy their program is working they're dragging me along with them and i'm you know i'm not enrolled like you are but i'm i'm following a lot of the guidelines you do and it works it, anybody uh -huh. who says it doesn't work is a moron because it does work look at all the people from gen x talks that have actually joined with marcy every person has contacted you and said 
I'm feeling better. Yes. Every single one. There hasn't been. Marcy's success rate is 100%. She either some people get huge results or some people get like 50% result. There's not one person. If it's who even ha- improved. Yeah, there's not one person who yeah. hasn't improved. And I'm uh, I'm one of them. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to tell you is I was going in to uh, update my supplements. So she puts you on supplements to help with gut and stuff like that. And she told me that she overhauled my supplements. I got to go back in and uh, see. And she cut a bunch of stuff out. So I have to go back and see. So you're not on the stuff all the time. No, it's, it's not. There's great. not a book that you just read and turn to no. page 55. She actually pays attention and makes adjustments all the time. Yeah. That's a real person in charge of your nutrition. Exactly. And it's a two-way street. Like, you know, she not that she forgets about me. She's got other patients. But if she, if I'm not talking to her, she's assuming that I'm feeling yeah. good. And I don't. And then I had reached out to her and go, hey, I want to redo my supplements. And she goes, okay, give me a second. So she goes back in to look. So if there's a communication on both end, it's and working. she does more than a regular doctor. No, far yeah so um yeah i i am very happy what is that what is yuck water i know i call it yuck water i hate the way it tastes the people that own the company would not like <laughs> would that. not like me calling it yuck. but you know what now i'm getting used to it and the way That's you're serving happens. it to me i'm taking it every day and i'm feeling it now I'm you feeling have a different you're different than i am you want it all in one shot well, I, well, I wish you could put it in a shot glass i hate <laughs> the taste of that shit so, so much. what what we're talking about is element it's l m n t it's a powder, right? It is. It's an electrolyte powder that um, you put in water. I like to, to put it in my container and sip it all day long, no. al- along with other water or tea or whatever. You like it all just down just in get, one thing. She gives me it into like a highball glass with a straw yeah. because the straw lets me get the powder off the bottom if it doesn't dissolve correctly, but I'll get it all done in eight seconds. Yeah. Okay, Why don't I'm, you like it? Why do you call it yuck water? It what does it taste like? It tastes fucking gross. I don't care. What does it taste like? You it can't tastes just like say, salt water. It tastes yes. like I'm sucking ocean water. Yeah. Yes, and everyone does. goes, oh, you know, that's not true. I have the orange version. I have the lemon version. You know, there's this fruit apple. Okay, you guys are all full of shit. That's gross. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather chew the cardboard box the shit comes in than eat that. You know what I realized? I wonder if it tastes different for other all kinds of people because I tried the watermelon one a day or two ago. And man, I thought that tasted really sweet. Yeah. Like I have a sweet tooth. So I'm think I'm drinking this going... I don't want anything sweet because I've got it in this water. But I wonder if you tasted it, if it would be salty on your end or something. I don't something. know. The whole thing sucks and it's yuck water. It but is. I'm... Stop. They're not going to, they will never sponsor this program <laughs> no, if you call not. it yuck water. It is yuck water, but it works. It, I'm telling you, it works. It's a good product. Maybe they should rename a yuck water. They should water. rename a yuck water. Get it out there. Sell? Be honest in your advertising. Would that call sell? it yuck water like it is and let's move on. Would that sell? All right. I got, I got something that's really bothering me at night. Oh, here we go. And it's not me laying in bed next to you. No, not that. Okay, good. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I sit, at, I have a big desk, a corner desk in our room. And I sit there, we watch TV, play games, you read, you know, you go to bed and read behind me and we sit there. And, you know, lights are down low. You got your reading light, the TV's on. So it's kind of dark in the rest of the room. And I'm sitting there in my shorts, you know, my night gear, getting ready to crash out soon. And I feel like something's crawling on my leg, like a bug. And I scratch, no bug. A little while later, I feel like there's a bug. It's always from my knees below. It's never on my arms, never above my knees, always below my knees. Then I feel like something crawling on my leg. I think, ah, it's okay, it's a bug. And I reached it, no bug. Sometimes I grab my flashlight and I look down real quick, like, no bug. 
So then sometimes I feel it on both legs, like on my ankles. So I get up, take another shower, scrub really hard, dry off, go sit back down. I look on the floor around there, no bugs on the floor. And within five minutes, I feel like there's something creepy crawling on my leg again. And I have, there's obviously nothing there. I've looked really carefully. You've looked really carefully. There is nothing, there's no bug. It is just, it's something, it's like the hair on my legs or something. Something's wrong. So I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah. Your professional opinion. It's probably due to your meth addiction. <laughs> I heard, you know, when you're taking meth, you get the itchy, creepy callies. So I'm going to say it's your meth addiction. Okay, stop. That's you, what you're doing out stop. here in the studio. <laughs> You probably have Uber Eats that, uh, you know, delivers you go, my yeah, mess. you're like, hey, I'm getting a, a burger and it gets delivered. I mean, that's oh, probably what it okay, is. You know, stop, stop doing mess. People are going to think <laughs> you should not say that shit. Why can't you give me a regular answer? Why can't you be a supporting wife and tell me what's really going on? I know you. You, tell me that you know me, so I'm a drug addict. That's your answer? I'm, I'm putting out your dirty laundry right now. <laughs> I have never tried meth in my life. I don't think I've ever been around it. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but it made you turn red. <laughs> well, because I'm laughing so hard. You're, la- you're turning red. Because I'm laughing so hard. That's Water's why you com- married me. Because I keep you laughing. Because you're a liar. That's <laughs> what you are. <laughs> uh, I learned the storytelling from the best ever. Oh, great. So just... Just, just from you, baby. You, you couldn't just wait till you. we were alone to throw one of those jabs hey, out you there? You waited till we were on the air? And no, then you that's like, a titty smack right there. That is a titty <laughs> smack right there. <laughs> you feeling it? You rubbing you that know, spot? I am rubbing it because it still hurts. Shut oh, up. Oh, poor baby. So you don't really know? Is it? Why do I do that? Why do I go through that? I don't that? know. Ask your doctor. I'm not going to... What am I going to call Dr. McDreamy? He's going to listen. My, my legs itch. <laughs> Can you help me with my legs? <laughs> My legs itch. How about dry skin? How about you got to get up and walk? Maybe it's the nerves like going, come on, get up and walk. Oh, dry skin, especially if you take a shower and then you, you have to dry your skin out. And you scrub it and then you sit back down. and it, it, It's weird. It's like there's, it, you can literally feel like there's something there and there's not. There's nothing on you. I don't know. It's just odd. I just thought maybe you'd know. So. I'm not a doctor. You know what I'm getting tired of? Uh, Facebook banning us. Wow, we went from itchy skin to Facebook. It just popped in my head. You know they pulled that advertisement you pulled up? The, Which one? You put an advertisement for Two Bears Route 66 car show. Yeah. It's No one can see it. It's been It's gone. Now, you can still see it when you go on I the Facebook. I didn't know that. We got a note like two weeks ago that says, this is... This is incorrect. This vi- violates our community guidelines, and no one can see this anymore but you. What did I do? To, what I it, put up? What did What did I do that made that? You put is- up an advertisement. You pinned it to the Facebook page so people could know to go to. And I went through their events thing. Yep. I did it all through there, and they yeah. approved it. Right, and then they pulled it. Why? What was it for? I read everything I could find on that, and the only thing I could determine because they don't give you. They give you specifics, but they're so convoluted you can't figure out what they're talking about. They've, Facebook's always done that for years. But it said something like, you promoted an event that it, it didn't say questionable intentions, but it was something along the line of, you promoted an event that, that's not approved or something. Was this was this a, a, approved by you know normal people? I don't know. Something. What? They didn't approve your event. Like, oh, yeah, you really shouldn't be promoting that type of an event is what it came down to. A car show. I know. I'm just A car show. You, I know. So and it, the car show is March 9th. 
in Fontana, California. And so now we have to go back and you have to pull it, repost it, and then it'll stay up for like two weeks before they pull it again, or they might not pull it at all. But what I'm tired of, this is just part of it, is we get these letters from Facebook saying, oh, this post, I posted a picture of an iceberg one time, okay? Mm -hmm. I posted a picture of an iceberg and they said it was drugs. Oh, because it was like a mountain of cocaine. It was a, it was an iceberg. And like, oh, you That'd can't. be something like an AI or a computer did, not a human. Right. Like they pulled it. Okay. So we get all these things, and I know that everyone fights with Facebook over stuff. I, I know we all do. I got it. But just recently, women have won a fight that they've been fighting against Facebook about nudity, showing their boobs. It's getting bad. It's getting horrible. And so the first one they won, um, it was it was all over Facebook. They won that it can be... You can put cartoon naked women up, and that's considered art. Na- cartoon naked cartoon women. Cartoon naked women okay. do not get pulled anymore because that's con- it's a drawing. It's a drawing. It's artistic. Okay. And it doesn't matter if it's a very beautiful drawing or it's a cartoon raunchy. Japanese raunchy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. So they want that one. Now, okay, I... I kind of see where they're going with that, but I didn't. I thought it was stupid, especially since our stuff gets pulled. I know for no reason. It's like, okay, we're not even violating the community guidelines, like not even close. Right. And you're letting this shit on there, but here's the big one. So recently, there are just women with boobs out, and I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing this, and it's a video. It's not a picture. I'm like, okay, and it's breastfeeding. They went at Facebook and said, breastfeeding is natural. Breastfeeding is a human experience. Breastfeeding is an intimate moment between a mother and a child. And you will not stop us from showing it. Okay. Okay. So this has been going on for a couple of weeks now that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty new. Okay. This, this new bending of the rules. Now, what they do is they would they would show the the, the baby breastfeeding. Okay, I got it. Then they would show the boob coming out and the baby beginning to breastfeed. So you get all that boob action prior and prior after. to the baby. Yeah. But now they're pulling out both boobs. So this woman will get on there and she smiles seductively and winks at the camera, pulls out both boobs, rubs both boobs, and then brings a baby in to suck on one of the boobs. And then the video ends. So now it's like, okay, so now you can have a woman pop out both tits. Seductively. Seductively. Yeah. Rub them. And as long as at the, the last eight seconds of the video, you show a baby mounting that boob, it's considered, you know, uh, mothering and nurturing. That'd Ooh, be, that's, that's borderline. Okay. That's borderline. Like, well, Why is the other boob out? There's no reason. Unless you have twins. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so now- Am I okay to do this? Because now, now that I know the new rules, the Facebook, I want to play too. I want to throw out a, I want to put out a, a video that says, you know, uh, uh, absolutely, the election was stolen. Uh, January sixth uh, was rigged by the liberals and Democrats, and there's all sorts of evidence to that. And uh, the vaccines are a fraud, and they're damaging. And the, the, I can say all these things that normally get you kicked off of Facebook instantly. 
I want to go through a whole video, and then at the last eight seconds, I'm going to go, nah, I was just kidding. Oh. Why not? <laughs> I know. I know if where I you're can, going. If I can, if, if those are the rules, can I play too? Do you think, do you think I could play by the same rules yeah. on our channel that, that these women are doing? Can, I, can you change everything? And then at the last eight seconds, when they bring a baby in to nurse, I can just, my last eight seconds, I can go, oh, okay, I was just kidding. It's all a lie. I'm just saying I'm mad. I'm yeah. angry about the whole fucking so thing. So I have a question for you. So yeah. on Facebook, so they're doing it as a video because it's a reel, right? So they're getting paid for. So as many men that go and watch them breastfeed, oh, yeah. they, they get put, money. They put reels, advertisings on them, ads on them. Oh, yes. That's so why they'll they're make going money. In. They the more now they can go on legitimately. Um, and I don't even know if these women are are really breastfeeding. I have, there's no way to know. I don't see any milk coming out, so I don't know. Maybe they're just being seductive and getting their boobs out there. Men are watching. Then they plug a baby in at the end. Well, they've already got all their advertising money. These videos are getting millions of views. Hmm. I'm just saying, it pisses me off that they, they have found a way to bend the rules around all this shit, but when... We try to put up something legit. They fucking come down on us. Yeah. It was interesting. Guy, us personally, we haven't had a Facebook account in 10 years. Yeah. Long we time. went off Facebook because right. Facebook was going off the rails 10 years ago. Yep. And we, till this day, we don't personally have. No. But when I go on Gen X Talks and you do too, I can't believe the amount of borderline porn, yeah. even the pictures that show up in your story yeah. or whatever. I'm just looking at it going, what is Facebook doing? And like, why are those allowed? Yeah, why? that's I don't understand there that either. These strict rules that everybody thought was overboard strict rules. Yeah. But they, they affected all of us. Now you know they're they're picking and choosing what they're doing. Yeah, it just fucking just, pisses me off. There's I no don't like that either. It. I don't like it either. It's interesting. I if wonder where have, it's gonna go. If you're gonna have a Facebook page or a, a section of Facebook for you know nudity or something, then make one just for nudity. Keep it over there. Well, then if people want to go there, they go there. But if you just are there for the regular stuff, why why allow that? I don't get I it. I agree. You're going to turn it on. Just turn it on somewhere else. <laughs> Speaking of pictures and videos. Oh, great. Well, you sent me pictures. Oh, do you want me to bring up pictures of you that I took? No. Oh, okay. Because we don't allow that. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't allow that. That's what I said. We okay. don't allow that. What? Uh, you you told me a story about you came in all enthusiastic about your chickens. Yeah. And their eggs because they have two little hen houses where they where they can nest. Yeah, but I played a trick on them now. Well, tell me the story. Tell everyone the story. Okay, so I so first of all, we got rid of Penny our pig. And Penny yeah. used to live in a doghouse, and I've left the doghouse out in the garden area. Anyway, so now we have baby chicks, and we have two hen houses. So one hen house I have closed off to the adult chickens right now, so they move themselves over to the other hen house. I'm preparing my baby chicks to go outside. Right. Anyway, so there's the setup. They can't go into one hen house. They have one hen house with nesting boxes in it, and we've got a doghouse. So I go out, and I'm taking care of the chickens and I always check the feed the nesting boxes to see if there's eggs and there hasn't been and I'm kind of like what's going on and I ended up seeing a chicken go into the doghouse Penny's old house and come back out and I went no <laughs> so the chickens because you closed off one of their houses just took up residence in, in the doghouse in Penny's old house yes okay so I bend down there and I'm like no shit <laughs> in the back of the doghouse is about eight eggs eight 
Like yeah, but every picture, one of them walk, walked yeah, in there. The picture you showed me that the doghouse is no longer just clean and empty. They drug stuff in there. Yes, they nested. They literally naturally brought in leaves and stuff and made a nest. They're they're so freaking lazy that they won't go take a walk into the hen house. They're going into the doghouse and laying. So you tell me this story oh, the other God. day. Oh God, I know. You tell me this story. <laughs> and I'm listening, and I'm laughing, and I'm with you. And then you said, so I crawled into the back of the doghouse. Yes, I can. And I raised my eyebrow. Uh, I'm like, mm. And I'll tell you why. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to say that my wife's ass is fat. Whoa. But I am going to say the doghouse door is pretty narrow. Shut the so, front door. So when you said, I crawled into the back of the doghouse and got the eggs, I raised an eyebrow. I'm like, did you? Now. I went to the garden cam. No. <laughs> the garden cam points across the garden, and you can see the front of the doghouse. That's not funny. And you did go in there. You did. Yeah, because I can't. I tried to reach in with my arm, and it's too short. I couldn't get to the egg, so I literally had to crawl. Yeah, I don't know. That's that, not funny. I don't think you could fit through that door. But I did notice when I walked out to the garden that, Part of the wood wall at the bottom is broken. It's I gone. I can't get my hand. Don't think I put my hand yes, in there. Yes, you did. No, I can't. Okay, so I'm, okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I had to go through the front door. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, who are we to believe right now? Oh, my God. Are we you supposed have physical, to believe? You have evidence. You have a that video. That her big, fat, natural, white ass oh fit through this God. tiny door? Or is it more likely, Your Honor, that she just went around to the side and stuck her hand through the side and grabbed the eggs like any rational person would, and then proceeded to tell us a story of this fantastic uh, block fitting inside block story, round you peg, round hole. You suck at being a lawyer. <laughs> you suck. I literally crawled in there and got him. And I think if you if there's sound on there, you probably heard me cussing up a storm the whole time. You didn't, I don't think you fit. God damn chickens. Stop it. Stop doing this. Gosh. So oh yeah, I came out because there weren't any eggs for like days. Yeah. And then, you know, what's funny is I'm like, they shouldn't really be laying right now because usually they take the winter off because yeah. the days are shorter. I'm like, why the hell are they laying? Well, I figured out why. <laughs> why? That was the other thing. Well, I'm giving them um, I was dried. Say, you're giving them something. That... Yeah, I'm giving them high protein worms. Yeah. These yeah. worms, these mealworms. They love mealworms. And they love them as treats because there's not much in the garden right now right. for them to yeah. get to. They keep your weeds down. I'm a big promoter for chickens you right. they'll knock down weeds like crazy but anyway so i've been feeling kind of bad so i've been throwing mealworms but they're highly protein so it's making them lay which i guess i shouldn't complain no, except it's good that they're doing it because they're, yeah, not their all life the, their laying life is shortened well, though. all the chickens in you know in the neighborhood or the county they very few of them lay during the winter i've heard right no i've learned that's so their when you're feeding process. them that special stuff it does help yeah. It's well, funny. One more thing I have to yeah. tell you is I went walking one day and I walked down our street and I was pretty far away from our house and I'm hearing chickens laying. Really? So there's some other house on our street somewhere that has quite a few chickens because they were doing their yeah. song, their laying song and everything. So I was like, huh. So it's not just us. No. We have other people. Update. The washer did get fixed. We told, oh, him, we told him about that, right? Last not week. getting completely fixed. The guy came out and it was just that stupid plastic piece the that one was that I it scra- that i told him if you broke that off. yeah he was getting ready to rip my whole front panel of my wash machine out and i'm like whoa 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 what are you doing and he goes well 
I got to see if this the, mechanism the, or the connection is bad because when you close the lid, it's the female receiving class part. Yeah, where the lid the lid lowers down yes. and connects into the washer. He was trying to replace the side the piece inside the washer. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, wait. He goes, what do you mean? And I go, see that little plastic broke off piece in there? I can MacGyver that puppy for it when the lid closes that I can wash. Yeah. I've been able to wash these last three weeks because of that. He goes, are you kidding me? I said, no. See the pliers? See the needle nose pliers in here? <laughs> I said, this is how I've been able to wash. And he goes, you know, you're smarter than most of the people I've gone to. And I'm like, I am... So you pulled the piece out. He replaced the little snap thing on the lid and on he the was lid. done and I, he was done he goes that's yeah. the shortest repair service I've done in weeks that, tell you the truth my wife is like okay get the fuck out now just go don't yeah, I don't want to talk don't be around don't touch my stuff yeah don't mess with my wash machine anymore it's fine it's fixed and yeah it's been fine our daughters used it and everything so the and washing machine's fixed now the Vivint guy was supposed to bring out eight light bulbs Ugh. he was supposed to this is the third visit from this guy they were it, the, the reason the, what the light bulbs are they're actually a good idea um when any part of your Vivint outdoor uh, cameras go off, go off, they detect something. If they detect something for longer than like ten seconds, it turns on a light bulb. You can have a light bulb in a bedroom, and what what that makes it look like is somebody's some, getting up. Yeah, someone yeah. got up. They turn on the light. They're coming to get you, and so you put light bulbs in in rooms near. Your, your outdoor stuff, so the lights come on. You can right. put them in the garage and have all the garage light comes on. That's great. But the problem is you don't know where you want them. Correct. And I don't know where we wanted them either. And this is the third time that I told the guy, I said, look, the salesman finally called, give me the fucking bulbs. Is there a bridge that goes with it, a little box that everything connects to? He goes, yeah, there is. I go, give me the box. If I need your help programming this, I'll let you know. Uh, and he goes, well, I'm supposed to plug them in. I'm supposed to do it. I said, look, I got it. This is the third time you guys have been out here. Did I pay for those light bulbs? Yes. Did I pay for that bridge? Yes. Give me the fucking stuff I paid for. I even yeah. handed him one of your boxes, your, your food, your, your dog food boxes on the front porch because yeah. you were done bringing the stuff. And I go, here, put the shit in this. He was here. He was out in his van another 40 minutes because he had to call and get special permission to drop the shit off. And I go, you're not coming in. You're not hooking them up. I don't know where I want them, but if they're mine, I want them. Put them in the fucking box. <laughs> it was an act of Congress to get this guy to leave this shit, but he finally did. Yeah. So we got the bulbs from Vizant. The washer's fixed. Was there anything else? For his? Oh, the daughter. Oh, we yeah. have a special announcement. That daughter? No. The daughter, oh. the ongoing saga daughter. Oh, let's do that one first. Well, let's do the special announcement. No, that... let's do the, on, let's, oh, let's keep these right. things in order. Okay. So the daughter that has been home trying to figure out going back to her guy, she finally came to uh, her mother and I and said, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, she told me. Yeah. Like severely. And I go, Kate, look, he's 35. He's been living alone for 10 years. He drinks, he goes to work, he didn't bother anybody. He's basically a good guy. I go, you can't come in here and say, you're going to date me, <laughs> and then they date. I'm going to move in, and then you move in. Uh, we're going to get married, and he starts making plans. We're going to move into an apartment, and then you tell the guy, and you're going to quit drinking. I go, I'm telling you right now, that is not the way this is going to work. And my daughter is just determined mm -hmm. things are going to go her way. The, the guy and her haven't fixed their relationship at all. Hasn't it been over 30 days? Remember, oh, she gave him a 30-day, we're yeah. going to fix this. And then she tells you yesterday, on my work with him tomorrow, on my oh, yeah. drive to work, 
we're going to straighten out this alcohol thing once and for all. It sounded like a mom scolding her child. <laughs> so I grabbed her last night and told my daughter, I said, look, you can't just go up to this dude and go, if you love me, you'll quit drinking. Mm-hmm. If you want us to work, you'll quit drinking. I go, don't do that. And she got a she got a look on her face because that was her plan. Mm-hmm. That was where she was going with this. I go, you can't do that. That is not the right approach. If you want him to quit drinking and he wants to quit drinking, then there's programs and stuff. You can't just demand it from him. Right. And she almost looked at me like, yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. And uh, so I don't know how that worked. That was a drive to work this morning. But I just, I don't see, he's a good guy. She's a good girl. I just don't see this fitting. It doesn't seem to fit together. It's too hard right now. Yeah, they're nothing, not even married, and the relationship is very it's, volatile. It just very doesn't rough. fit. They don't. They don't have as many good times as bad times. It's like they're both stuck with just this is what we're doing. So this is what we're doing. Yeah. The other problem my daughter's having, and I told her this. I'll I'll give you guys some insight. The day she graduated high school, I said, Oh, listen, tell that story. I love you but you're lazy. I love you, but you're lazy. Told my daughter. I said, now you just graduated. Wait, we have that joke we used to say when she was younger that she moved on Indian time. Oh, she does. She runs on Indian time. (laughs) And anybody who's ever lived near Indian reservations, you guys know what Indian time is. It's not a joke. It's not a put down. It's It's not, but to our daughter it was. But it was our Like she runs on Indian time. Anyway. That was our thing. I told her when she graduated high school, the first day, she just got home. And I said, you're lazy. If you don't find a way to fix this, if you don't discipline yourself, you're going to find your life passing you by. So once a year, I would say, okay, that's one year out of high school. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with life? Oh, I'm going to join my nursing program and I'm going to... I'm a, I'm a going to... Two gonna, years gonna. went by. Yeah. And I say, okay, two years have gone by. It's now the summer, two years after high school. Well, dad, people take time off from school. It's okay. Yeah. Three years went by. Four years went by. Mm-hmm. Now we're on almost six years, and I sat her down and said, six years have gone by. You, for six years, you've been going to get in school. Yep. I'm going to go to nursing school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now, other people around you and your sisters and your brothers have graduated college or got families, and they've got careers, and they're moving right. on, and you're not doing anything. You're just spinning your wheels. I'm trying to get you to focus. I warned you this day was coming. I warned you six years have gone by and you're no further along in anything because you're not trying. You, you won't point yourself in a direction. You, right. you talk about it, but you never actually do it. And she got upset at me and I said, look, I'm going to remind you at year seven also. And I shut up. I'll wait another year, but I can't get. And now her biggest thing in life is a relationship that she can't quite get traction on. She, you, our daughter with this relationship if you guys want a good analogy, she's like a little Cessna airplane speeding down the runway and it just lifts off and then it falls back to the ground and speeds along the runway and then it takes off for a few feet and it <laughs> lands back on the runway and it keeps screaming down the run and then it lifts off for a little ways and then it's back on the r- That's her. Yeah. She just can't quite get into the air on this. Well, she's not listening to us at all Not even anything a bit. we've guided. No. So there's the update on her. I guess we'll know more on how this wonderful conversation went about demanding he quit being an alcoholic 
on our next episode yeah, of Chicken exactly. Talks Podcast. Exactly. I'll hear about it tonight. I will. Well, I, then the flip on the other daughter that spent that money to go to dental assistant school. Remember, she called and was all upset about, <laughs> you know, she's switching gears too, but. Yeah, but look at her. She switched, She was going to dental school. <clears throat> she's the one who lives up north um, with the guy who works for SoCal Edison, and they're doing great in life. They're plugging forward. And she was going to dental school, putting herself through dental school, and then. She switched. She goes, nah, I don't like it anymore. I don't yeah. think that's what I want to do. So now she's going for cosmetology. From the time she decided to switch careers, it oh. took one week and she's registered for the new school. She's, she's going to a Yeah, she's visited the campus and she's enrolled. She's going. Yep. She really switches gears and goes and does it. <laughs> she does. I Absolutely. thought you were going to talk about the other news from the other daughter. The other daughter. So daughter number three, we have... Down uh, in Camp Pendleton. Yeah, the Marine, married to the Marine. We just got word that we are going to have another grandbaby in the family. You're going to be a grandparent. Yeah, we're going to be grandparents I'm again. I'm not. I'm too young for that. No, no. Uh, they have a six-year-old granddaughter, um, so we're Which pretty, you guys all know. Yes. Um, so we're pretty excited. Yep, and then you Babies did. Babies due in November. <laughs> Speaking of grandkids, I thought it was funny the other day you were doing the FaceTime. Okay, uh, so our older son has a, a a boy. He's our oldest in Las friend. Vegas. In a Las lot Vegas. of you met him at the at the meet and greet. He, the little boy was at the race car event that Loud yeah. One put on. Right, and then the son, of course, and the daughter in law were. He's at the our other oldest events. grandchild. He'll be seven in April, so, so he's she in does, first grade. She does these FaceTimes with him once a week for like an hour, and he's just he's very articulate. Yes, and he loves to read to me and sing songs. So he was reading to me and everything. And when we first started, it's been a little while, our son, his dad, was trying to hook up the FaceTime camera so we could do something. And so it was it was our daughter-in-law, it was our son, and our grandson. They were all there and everything. Everybody's fumbling around. And I guess our, our son was really busy that day and... and didn't spend time all day and, and our daughter-in-law was upstairs and she looks at me and she goes, mom, she goes, your son hasn't even come upstairs all day to check on me. He's been that busy. And my daughter-in-law goes, I'm needy. I need your I son need to come to see me. I stop working and come check on me and upstairs. And our, grand, our grandson, seven-year-old. He leans into the camera. <laughs> and he goes, mom is really needy. His mom, he's seven, he goes, my mom is really needy. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing hysterically. Oh my god! And our son just rolled his eyes because he was looking at the camera. He just rolled his eyes like, yeah, he, he knows. walked away, going, nobody's lying here. There's not one lie been told. <laughs> Out of the mouth of a seven-year-old, it was great. I don't so know why great. you always drag me into those conversations at the very end. You always bring me well, in. Well, the grandson needed something. Next week, they live in Nevada, so they celebrate Nevada days. And he was telling me it's all dress-up days the whole week and everything. Yeah. And I said, well, one day was like a scarf and glasses for Harry Potter or something. And he goes, I don't have a scarf and glasses. I said, okay. And then he was reading me off the list. Another day he's was- He's seven years old and he's like telling you, Grammy, I have needs. Yes, There's things he does. I need to. He goes, I need, I said, you don't have any of this. And one was to, to dress up as your favorite book character. And he goes, I want to go as Harry Potter, but I don't have a Harry Potter costume. I said, then he looks at me and he goes, I need to talk to Grandpa. <laughs> I'm like, you're talking to Grandma. <laughs> he like, knows. what does Grandpa have to do he with knows this? He knows Pop-Pop's got the cash. That's right. <laughs> so you had a conversation well, with him. Well, you brought the phone right up and stuck it in my face. It was at my desk. I had to stop watching 
suits for my yeah. fourth time through. And I'm like, what are we doing? You're like, hey, talk to him. So he gets on the phone and goes, pop, pop. He goes, next week, starting on Monday, I have to dress up as Harry Potter. I don't have to do it every day, but I'd like to go every day dressed as a little something. I'm like, okay, skip to the end. What do you need? He goes, I need a costume. And he I goes, look, I need a costume. I need a scarf. I need glasses. I need glasses. <laughs> and I, then I looked at you and said, can it get there on time? And you're like, I've already got it on the Amazon. I did. I had it in the cart. <laughs> I was just waiting for the go. So, Push yeah. So I said, all right, you're covered. You'll have your stuff by Sunday. He's like, yay. But, oh, yeah. He was uh, Papa to the rescue. That's right. Got to bring in the big dogs. Like, you know, Grammy, it's nice talking to you and all, but I have something I got to get handled here. Go get Pop up on the phone for some business. And then we get it done. Oh, see what happens when you have eight kids. There's always, so we've done Indian daughter. We've done Indian time daughter. Indian time daughter. We did son. We did. We did uh, um, a millennial daughter switching careers. Yes. Now, and you've been in contact with our other son up north about doing the computer. Well, he's also going to do your Shopify page Oh, yeah, that too. thing. Yeah. So. so we have, we're, we're outsourcing. <laughs> yeah, we're finally getting some return on our investment. We're having our kids do some stuff for us. Oh, oh yeah. And then our other Marine uh, married daughter is going to have a baby. So yeah, whatever. You stop. You love being a grandpa. I have no interest in babies at all. All you know, you, you know that's true. Yeah, you don't like, but like where Until our grandson they, is, yeah. you love that. Yeah, age. I dig that. When they yeah. get old enough to like four or five, where they can talk and they can walk and do some stuff, I'm all into it. But from zero to like four, oh yeah, you go over to the house and go hop on in. Grandpa's taking you out for yeah, ice we'll cream go. Or, yeah, yeah, we go do it absolutely, brother. But just until then, when they're just like th- three months old, <sighs> pointless. Oh my what goodness, what is the point of having those around? You, the best part, in my opinion, the best part of having a baby anywhere in the family, it keeps you and all of my daughters occupied. <laughs> you guys will pass a baby around and give a baby a bath and do all the coochie-coochie with the baby, and then you leave me alone. That is the best part for the first two years or three years that oh, that baby is you guys are occupied. Well, That's we're a, having a new baby coming yeah, into the family. Good. Our I'll family's s- expanding. I'll see you in three years. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. True story. True story, bro. True story, man. Uh, Do you have a car story this week? You know, something came up. I was talking to somebody about this. I don't, you guys, if you're younger, and by younger, I mean, if you're under the age of 45, you can have no idea this is true. But what I'm going to tell you is completely a true statement. Years ago, uh, when General Motors cars, and this uh, you have a GM car, you had a round GM oh, key yeah. for your door and your trunk and your glove box. That's right. And you had a square GM key for your ignition. I do remember that. Do you know that if you had, I think it was about 17 different GM ignition keys, they, they, were, they were shaped a little bit different on the teeth. You would think every key was cut for every car. If there's 10 million cars, there's 10 million keys. Okay. Sort of. I collected keys from a friend of mine. His name was Jeff Fox, and he started collecting them in the 60s. And by the time I got around in the 80s, he had about 30 different GM keys and on a key ring. And if you go up to any, pretty much any GM car, you try each one of those keys, one of them is going to start that car. Really? True story. Huh. Now, as time went on, they changed things even before they went to keyless ignitions, the car, the, the keys became more complicated. You know, GM knew that was an issue that you could do that. And there was guys like me walking around with 27 keys. <laughs> One of them's going to start the car. It was, it was, it was amazing. Huh. There was very few that you couldn't start the car doing that. Now, old school guys 
hearing this are going to remember that and go, yeah, it's true. It's, it, the young people are going to go, no, no way is that possible. True story. Hmm. All right. So at one of the dealerships I was at when I was younger, um, a lot of people take a lot of their keys off of their key ring when they leave the car at the dealership. Sometimes you, you just give the, be one key for the car um, that you, you leave at the dealership or maybe a house key. Now, you remember house keys back in the day. They all looked very similar, too. You know, yeah, you can, in fact, even today, you could probably look at someone's key ring and go, this is to your front door. They, they're similar in how they look, the, right. the traditional Slage key. Okay, so apparently, and this is, I, I only heard part of the story live in person. I, had to, I heard the rest later. A uh, guy comes in and he has, he drops off his truck for some stuff. He gives the service rider his key ring and his vehicle. And the key had a key to the ignition and his house key. It's the only two things he left on there. He goes about his day and later on that day. Now, apparently during the day, he'd gotten to a big argument with his wife. Huge argument. And I, 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 I'm given to understand it was part of an ongoing problem. I don't know what the issue was with them. They were just fighting. This guy was probably 35 years old. I had to have been about 20, maybe 19. Anyway... So he took his truck when he was done. He came back and picked up his vehicle, service or whatever was done, got in it, started it up and drove home. Come to find out that this became a break the window, smash, want to burn down the house situation at his home because his wife changed the lock <gasps> while he was gone and he couldn't get in his own house. Oh, shit. So he was smashing windows. She wasn't even home. He was smashing windows and breaking mm. things and ripping plants out of his front yard because they'd been in a fight. He comes home. His key doesn't fit. He's pissed. Come to find out, they gave him the wrong set of keys. <laughs> it just so happened. Oh, no. Now, he should have walked out to his truck and gone, hey, this key doesn't start my truck. Oh, sorry, sir. Clearly, we've given you the wrong keys. It looks like mine. It's got a truck key. It's got a house key, but it doesn't start my truck. But it was that one in 37 chance that the keys matched. Oh, no. And it did start his truck. But guess what didn't work? The house. His house key. When he got home, the house key went in but wouldn't turn oh. because he had someone else's house key. So that made him mad. And he just, he just snapped because he'd been fighting with right. her all day. So he's smashing windows and tearing stuff up and pissed off and oh everything. Oh, my God. Come to find out that the other guy went home. He goes, hey, I don't think these are my keys. My house key didn't work. And they came back and figured out the other guy. called him and said, hey, Ugh. we think you have the wrong set of keys. Could you come back? So he did. Swapped out the keys. Everything was fine at the dealership until he's telling the story that the cops got called and he got handcuffed in a cop car because he was smashing windows and tearing oh, out plants in his front gosh. yard. Because he couldn't get in the house because his wife changed the lock. <laughs> and why? Whose fault is this? General Motors. <laughs> because they didn't have, I'm telling you, it's a true story. If you, it, you completely one in a million shot, but it did happen. That's sad. Yeah. Now that just cost that man more money. He had to get all it fixed. All the stuff he had to go back and fix. And, oh, and it, my God. You can't really blame the dealership for making a mistake. They just gave him the wrong key, which is why as Two Bears sit in there at, right now, Two Bears listening is going, that would never happen in our dealership. We tag all of our keys. But there's times when the tags fall off and the things just get hung up and you the service writer goes, well, I know whose that is. Especially 40 years ago, it was 
kind of more of a personal relationship with all the customers. You knew who everybody was. Yeah. So oh. yeah, the GM for a long time. And there's, I bet there's old timers right now that in their, they're retired mechanics, but in their garage, more than one of them has an old ring of GM keys that would still to this day fit all those 60s and 70s and early 80s cars. They just did. Probably, most likely. So there's We have a bunch of keys around floating around our house. Yeah, we do. So So many. Yeah. But that's that's a that was a real thing back then where you could GM keys would do that. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Though now you got your GMs. All right. How long do you think we've been on here? Um 56 minutes. You're slacking. Hour and four. Wow. Not even close anymore. And you've only yawned twice today. Twice? I thought just once. No, twice. Once at the very beginning, once at the very end. So I'm over- bored with you. What? <laughs> you mean you're bored? You're <laughs> bored with me. You've been ter- you've been kicking the shit out of me. I have not. For, for an hour and five minutes and nine oh, seconds. Oh, you're going to be fired up in about five minutes. Because oh, the kid's coming home with kids the paperwork. coming home with that paperwork for the DMV. I... Let's let's build it again. Let's go. Okay. Let's let's bring your blood pressure back <laughs> no. up. Come on, come on. What's the fee? I'm come leaving on. on a prediction that next week when we find out what's gone on here, the bill will be for seventeen hundred dollars. It It'll will be, be paid one hundred percent. Paid. My wife's fault. I'm paid. sure she screwed something up on the DMV side, and it is going to be paid by the kid, not me. No. I'm not paying it. I'm done with that truck. I sold it. It's gone. But he doesn't have to pay for what was in your possession. Do you think if I sold that truck to some dude on the street and he came back to me and said the DMV fees are $1,700, I'd go, golly, mister, let me just get my checkbook out for you. Yes. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Not a fucking chance. All right. Uh, All right. Say goodnight, Gracie. We got to go. Bye, KGXT Studios. (laughs) Uh, Bye, everyone. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Not sure where you guys are listening in from, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and wasting an hour of your time. If you, hey, look, if you had an hour of time to waste during your day, what better place to waste it than with us right here? Okay, so I'm going to hang up. I'm going to click off, and we got to go. Remember two things. Wherever you go, there you are. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>